hello. Hello. Hey. How's it going? What just happened to you? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I got a face hugger stuck in my throat. Uh, wait, what? That's what those things are. I understand what they are. I just am confused how you got an entire face hugger in your throat. That's not really how they operate. I'm sorry. It's in there. I don't know what to tell you. Now we have to throw you into a furnace. Okay. See you later. Just, <laughs> just throw yourself into a furnace because I don't really yeah. want to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just need to like treat it like a high dive, but you just... only get one shot. Are you going to rate me out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> but make sure that you get the Jesus imagery down on your way down. No because problem. Because you're, I mean, like I said, if you mess it up, you don't really get to try again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got to be dramatic as hell. This is my last thing going out of this life. See you later. Have you guys ever uh, like looked into what actually happens if you jump in lava? Mm-mm. Nope. You die like super slowly and super painfully. Oh, <laughs> I would assume so. That sounds awful. No, but people assume that like your system just like shuts down or whatever, but it doesn't. It's like all the water in your body just like vaporizes and you get like instant third degree burns and, but you're still alive. And then you probably suffocate, but it takes a while. Uh-huh. Ugh. Like yeah. that that's probably how you die, right? It would be I think so. There's a really interesting YouTube video about it actually. Where they just throw people into a volcano and see yeah. what happens. Have you, guys cool. ever, have you guys ever seen the video of them like throwing water balloons into a volcano? No. They like it, it explode like violently. It's oh, crazy. That's terrifying. I hate volcanoes. Yeah. Um, it's one of my biggest fears. Are volcanoes? What? Yes. Well, I'm just saying, if the world if the world goes under, right, like nuclear winter, whatever, and I make it into a bunker and I live through the nuclear half life and I can come out and the world is okay, um, I really don't see the downside to starting a cult where throwing virgins into a volcano is like a pretty important part. You don't see the downside? No, I think that'd be pretty rad, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, volcano god, accept our offering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-mm. I mean, what else are you going to do with your time? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, there's not going to be any more, like, Reddit. So. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. In any case, hello and welcome to... <laughs> This very special edition of We Watch Movies and Then Talk About Them, where we didn't watch a movie, but we're still going to talk about it. I mean, we did watch a movie. We just didn't we're watch it together. We're going to talk about lots of movies, though. We're going to talk about a few movies. This is something that's been on our minds over the past few weeks, ever since we uh, did an entire episode on Ridley Scott's 1979 horror sci-fi picture alien. Um... In case you didn't know, there's a whole franchise of Alien movies, and we watched a lot of them. We did not watch Alien Resurrection, uh, because it's, I guess it's trash, is what people say, <laughs> so I'm not going to bother with that. And we did not watch AVP, unfortunately, because although that movie is rad, I don't think it fits directly into the Alien timeline. So, um, 
Um, my name is Andrew Westensko. I am the host of this year' podcast. I am joined at my right hand in life and in all things by Becca. Hello. How's it going? It's going. I'm I'm tired today, but I'm here. You're here, mm-hmm. and we appreciate it. Yeah. And at my left hand by Sid. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I wasn't late today. You weren't late today. Yay. Nope. I was early, and they thought I'd be late, and I'm very offended. Where do we? Where are we sitting on the existential dread meter today? Now, keep in mind, when you answer this, that I just bought my tickets for Midsummer, And I didn't. Hmm. I'm probably like a 7.3. Okay, 73%. We've yeah. been doing percentages. Well, I didn't know that. We've answered this question every <laughs> week for like the last six weeks. No, I've, it's been like two weeks. It's always been percentages. Has it been? Yeah. 73% though? Yeah. That's fair. It's been like a pretty okay day. That sounds good. Yeah. Righto. Uh, today, we will be discussing uh, really most of the Alien franchise. Uh, the movies we will be encompassing are Alien, Aliens, Alien Supertext 3, uh, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. Um, all of which star an alien. A xenomorph. Well, kind of. Not really for Prometheus. Well, Prometheus has aliens in it. And they are kind of the stars. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and everybody, um, I want you to be ready because we're gonna do we're gonna do a hot take right here. We're gonna do a group hot take. Don't burn yourself on these hot takes. And we are all on the count of three, going to say the name of the worst movie that we watched this week. All right, are we ready? Okay. One, two, three. Alien, Alien three. three. <laughs> Perfect. It was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. It was not good. It was not good. I'm so sorry, it's David so Fincher. long. Did, did you watch the extended version? Unfortunately. That's what I... Because that's the only one I could find. And I was so bored by the end. Oh, my gosh. We were just, like, talking through it. But, yeah. like, the last hour, we were just like, this when it, is so stupid. When, Why are like, you doing all this? The, when the bishop guy showed up, I just, like, was skipping 30 yeah. seconds. I was just like, I don't care what... This is boring. Very boring. And honestly, on the drive up here, I was like racking my brain to remember what happened in the end (laughs) because I didn't remember. Ripley throws herself into the fire. I got it now, but... And what's-his-face gets shot? Butch or whatever. What? What's his name? Bishop? Morse? Morse. Yeah. (laughs) The only survivor? Yeah. Yeah, everybody got shot. He gets shot. And apparently in Alien Resurrection, they resurrect Ripley and by doing so also resurrect the alien that was inside of her because they want to try and make a weapon out of it because apparently you can just resurrect things out of furnaces. Yeah, that doesn't seem That doesn't make right. much sense. Like, Especially because in every other movie, the xenomorphs die by fire like well no they die by getting sucked out of airlocks oh yeah that's or fair. just but like, like if they get burned like, yeah they don't enjoy getting burned like fire is aliens one of the yeah she burns down a lot of stuff yeah okay let me give a little bit of context here before we just jump in and start crapping on alien 3 because it really is a very very bad movie <laughs> um we in the weeks since we did this is kind of a giant group-wide revisionist corner i feel like Yes. Hey, I 
didn't bag on aliens. Sid did not bag on aliens to her credit. I did. And we originally <laughs> were just going to have Becca and I do like a special little episode talking about the Alien franchise. But then we're like, hey, Sid also likes to talk about movies, which is why she's on a podcast about it. And so yeah. we're like, we should just do an episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what you get here. Um, uh, Becca, more than anybody else, really bagged on Alien. Yes. I second most bagged on Alien. Mostly... Uh, my biggest beefs, you can go listen to the episode. My biggest beefs with Alien were just like a lot of things didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like why there was a cat there. I still can't get over that. The, the cat doesn't bother me. I the like cat the bothers cat. me so much. Okay. Um, also, why it was raining on a spaceship. That really bothers me. Because even if it's like, oh, it's condensation off of whatever machinery. Like they're harvesting that, that water. You don't, you're just going to have water go to waste? I guess. Also, I've thought about this. Why is there a five, a 10 minute timer with a five minute no take backsies zone on the self destruct? Uh, I don't even <laughs> remember what you're Excuse referencing. me. Remember at the end when she decides to blow up the ship? Uh-huh. And then and it's she like, decides to not blow it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like T minus 10 minutes. And then five minutes into the 10 minute countdown, it's like, nope, no take backsies. Like, shouldn't you be able to reverse the self-destruct up to the self-destruct? Probably. Yeah. That wasn't a big deal for me. Just seems like bad design. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> in any case, there was a lot of things in Alien that didn't make sense. We bagged on it. Becca likes the thing. Surprise, surprise. So it made her dislike <laughs> Alien. Uh, in the weeks since, we have watched Aliens, Alien 3, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. And have since uh, come around in a lot of ways, I think. So we just want to kind of go over the Alien franchise as it stands uh what we like what we don't like that kind of thing so we're not gonna go super in-depth onto any of the movies but um maybe we start chronologically and start with prometheus and just kind of go over things briefly what do you guys think yeah sure so uh prometheus is rad uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) prometheus and covenant are the best ones i think hands down and I think a lot of that is just because they're more modern. I disagree. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's your? What do you think is the best one? Aliens. I. Aliens is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we can rank them later, but Aliens is re- up there for me yeah. too. I mean, yeah. I I did really both like. I did really like them, um, and it is definitely enhanced just because it's more modern and it looks better and mm-hmm. it's just all around, you know, better filmed. But yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. I think what it really comes down to me, and it it might be even better just to kind of discuss Prometheus and Covenant together, because they are pretty much direct sequel. I guess they take place 20 years apart, but not much happens in between. Mm -hmm. And what happens in between is revealed in Covenant. So in any case, um, I think what it really comes down to is that in the other three alien films, Alien Aliens and Alien Supertext 3. Wouldn't that be Alien Cubed? Alien cubed. That's what we'll call it now. <laughs> um, there is not a single character as compelling as David. And I think that's kind of what I latch on to with the newer ones. Yeah. Is David is just such a rad character. He is really good. And I think in a lot of ways, I personally like vibe pretty heavily with him just because his philosophy is almost like, and if you want more explanation on this, go listen to our episode on Blade Runner 2049. 
But he's almost kind of like a counterpoint to the philosophy of that movie in that like that movie is really concerned with what it means to be human and to have a soul. And that movie asserts basically that to have autonomy and to act of your own free will um, is what it means to be human and have a soul. Whereas David um, takes it, he's like, he, he thinks that to create is essentially what it means to have a soul. And he's, he's obsessed with creation, whether it be art, uh, music, and eventually life. So he kind of takes it in a different direction and he goes about it in just a little bit of an evil way. But I like that on top of being good action horror films, there is some like sci-fi philosophy behind it. And I feel like that's something that's really missing from the other movies. Yeah, kind of like with the other ones, it's just like, uh, there's this alien, we're all gonna die, and then they kill it, and it's fine. But like in the Prometheus and Covenant, you can kind of, um, I mean, like all Prometheus is about is finding out where we come from, and it's also interesting because at the same time, David's having this, uh, I guess I don't know, journey, and he's just like, well, I want to create something too, so. It, yeah, I definitely think the the newer ones allow for them to really dive into themes and yeah. And that's like when I look at when I look to sci-fi, that's what I look for is like what is the movie trying to say mm-hmm. using the story as a vehicle whereas the first three are just all plot. Like it's a vehicle for itself basically. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on like what you're really looking for in Alien. Because, yeah, Covenant specifically and Prometheus as well talk a lot about, um, like, the, those, like, deeper themes. But, like, when Sid mentioned um, aliens, like, if you're just going for just, like, a straight sci-fi thriller movie, aliens might be yeah the best one. Oh, 100%. And, like, well, I don't know. I still go with Covenant. I don't know. Like, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I feel about Covenant because I really enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as Prometheus. And I enjoyed it about on the same level, but for different reasons as Aliens. So I'm trying to, I don't know. I feel like, I guess as long as we're discussing both of them at the same time, I do kind of want to focus on Prometheus just a little bit. I feel like Prometheus is what like Force Awakens tried to do which is like a really successful homage to another film in the franchise where um, Force Awakens just ended up basically retelling A New Hope kind of beat for beat. Prometheus does a lot of the same things as far as like this is a team and they were very clearly directed to this place by the company. Um, Like, yeah, they're scientists that are interested in it or whatever, but it's all the company's interests and the company has this ulterior motive with the alien stuff that's there and then things go awry and there's a strong female protagonist who kind of makes it through and all these kind of things. And then they kind of throw the wrench in with David. Like it was really cool to see, uh, I guess, plot throwbacks to alien, but told in a more modern and I think successful way. Well, and Prometheus was really exciting for me after watching Alien because um, 
it just like helped me understand things more in Alien. Like it helped me understand the Xenomorph. Yeah, better. it makes you start to care like about the Xenomorph in a weird way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like the things that would happen, you'd be like, oh, like yes, of course. Like the, this is the same ship. And well, and they show like the room with the engineer seat in the middle of it that you see in the first uh-huh. one like it, it's just there's so, there's so many cool callbacks yeah uh-huh so that's well so wait we i'm just trying to like walk it back so i watched alien and didn't like it and then i almost didn't watch aliens because that was the next one we watched right yeah i almost watched it without you <laughs> uh-huh and then i'm glad i did because i loved it because aliens is rad and then watching prometheus that's when i like really i think fell in love with the whole franchise same was just like wrapping it all together it was like giving more meaning to the xenomorph well, yeah, and... it flexes the universe a little bit like yeah. it, it expands on everything from the other two movies mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. I don't know. It was just so exciting to watch that. And then I think where Covenant might have let me down a little bit is just I was expecting it to be a little bit different. And I didn't think that it would it was David that like created the Xenomorphs. And I still don't. But But he did. I know. But there were Xenomorphs on in Prometheus. Well, they were like a different, yeah, like strain of alien because they all have different names too. Like which, the white oh, ones are the protomorphs. Yeah, and there's like ne- neomorphs or so. Okay, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sid. But how I understand it is that the black goo is a bioweapon created by the engineers mm-hmm. to basically go into a species, imitate characteristics of them. And it spits out a blank morph, right? Okay. So that's what the bioweapon was designed to do. Mm-hmm. So and the, the xenomorphs created that. The and, engineers created that, yeah. And then it went awry. And then, yeah, then David right. took it. Yeah. Like killed that whole planet. And then he started experimenting. He starts okay. experimenting. Okay. And so he, so David made the face hugger basically as a way to spread the... Like, as a way for the xenomorph to, I guess, populate. So, the xenomorph is what happens when the bioweapon gets to a human, which is why they're different in Covenant, I think. Okay. But the white ones do come out of people, right? Yes, I'm trying to... From the spores. Yes. So, I, like, I don't know. I kind of just assumed that... Like, he just made a whole bunch of different species. Oh, that could be. Um, You know, maybe just, like, testing mm-hmm. things out. But also, like, one thing is, like, um, the things in the air seemed, I don't know, I guess I kind of assumed they were, like, natural to the planet, but that wouldn't really... I mean, maybe when he, like, released it all into the world, they, like, went and populated somewhere else. That's what I understood it okay. as, was that, that basically he just gave them free reign. Uh-huh. And the black goo has some sort of decision-making process. Okay, that makes sense. And it weaponized itself or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But basically, from what I understand, and I don't know if this is canon or not. This is all Reddit things. But basically, who's the doctor from Prometheus? Shaw. Shaw. Basically, he took 
Shaw's ovaries and used those to create the eggs for the face huggers, like mixing it with the black stuff. And then that's what made the face hugger, which creates a xenomorph. Okay. Okay. So this is also something I wasn't really sure on from Prometheus is Shaw mentions that she can't have kids. Uh Uh-huh. And then her and what's the other guy's name? I don't remember. Her and her boyfriend have sex and she gets pregnant with like the alien. Uh Uh-huh. So I guess like, is she only like, she's not able to have like a human kid, but she can have an alien kid. I guess so. I don't know. Because like you see her all chopped up on David's table and he talks about the aliens, like he's the father and she's the mother. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's what people on Reddit were saying was basically like, it's not explicitly said, but that's what the takeaway is, is that he used her ovaries mixing with the black goo to create the face huggers, which makes the xenomorphs as we know them. Okay. So he feels responsible for the xenomorphs where like the bioweapon sure reproduces and makes monsters and whatnot, but like the xenomorphs, David created them. Okay. And that's why he's fine. Like just killing like the smaller ones. Exactly. Okay. But he doesn't want to kill the big ones. Yeah. But the queen xenomorph can only come from like the womb. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that will get answered in awakening. Okay. Maybe. Because that, I mean, it's only, the queen xenomorph is only in Aliens and Alien 3. That's right. So, it's not that important, but. Well, but she has to be somewhere because basically, Awakening is going to bridge the gap between Covenant and Alien. So, the end of, the end of Awakening has to be Engineer with a dude burst out of his chest and a queen to lay all of those eggs in the engineer ship on the desolate moon the alien takes place on like that's basically how awakening has to end so we have to bridge from david having access to all of the colonists to that so david's gonna go find the engineers that's what i think that's really cool Because that's because uh, Ridley Scott announced that Prometheus was like way back when, I think when Covenant was announced, he said that yeah, Prometheus was the first part of a new trilogy that will lead up to Alien. He okay. he has said that. So basically, that's the gap that has to be filled by the the new movie, which hasn't even been announced yet. And if they follow the timeline, it won't even be out until twenty twenty three. So hmm. yeah, that's what he said. All right. Hmm. There's just a lot in the franchise with the Xenomorph. And other morphs on like just like trying yeah. to track how it progresses. It's confusing, yeah. uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, but it's also really fun. Like it is really, it's a cool universe. Yeah, like I kind of where I'm divided on Prometheus is like it doesn't really show the xenomorphs in it, and like it doesn't really feel like a prequel until like the last 10, 20 minutes. Yeah, I guess it's until. And I, yeah, it's really until you come into that room that you recognize that you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, but it's also really interesting because you can explore like different things. Like this is the first mention of really like the engineers and like how any of this got started. And it's, it's more exciting than just saying like, oh, this is an alien came from another planet. Yeah. So it does really. Well, especially where the first alien has such a cool setup of like the room full of eggs. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. 
I also, this is very sidetracking, but I, I like thinking that this is in the same universe as Blade Runner because then that's how I picture Earth is like totally run down and everybody's trying to be sent off world. That makes that yeah. And so that's why like there's all of these different worlds that are trying to be populated and why they're like yeah. searching for things and the only thing that messes me up with assuming that Blade Runner and this are in the same universe. I guess Ridley Scott has said they are the same universe, but is like replicants versus the androids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're different for sure, but that's just... I mean, when I was watching these before I heard that they were the same universe, I just pictured Earth as Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you well, picture Earth the way it is in Blade Runner, it makes more sense that they're trying to send civilians out. I guess even as I'm talking about it, like Samsung and Apple both make cell phones. You know what I mean? It's unlikely that one company would have the monopoly on robots. Yeah, and maybe, so maybe like one is taking over Earth. Yeah, and making sure that's it's okay like the Tyrell company makes replicants, where the Wayland Corporation makes the androids the way they do. Yeah, so I don't. It just makes it all feel more. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but just like like everybody's just kind of grasping on to whatever like hope they can find for yeah. like a new life or a new world, and these xenomorphs are kind of getting everywhere and making everything suck and because the freaking Wayland corporation is just like we want one mm-hmm. we want one real bad yeah well but that's all david right like what do you think well, it's like, like uh implanted in david from Waylon. yeah kind of yeah because like when i was reading the trivia um that opening scene between Waylon and david in covenant you mean yeah in covenant um Waylon pretty much says like you can't create life and so then it becomes like david's entire mission to create life so that scene is such a freaking power move when he just like because david talks about like wanting to write music or whatever and mm-hmm. Waylon is just like you can't create now pass me this tea and it's yeah. like a foot away from him yeah such a power move <laughs> dude's got a huge you know <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Moving on. You're saying he's flexing on people. <laughs> or on androids, I guess. Um, plus, like I said, I think that... I mean, Michael Fassbender gives the most compelling performance out of yeah. the entire franchise. Yeah. So when I... Like, I'm not... I'm not, like, trying to dunk on alien on aliens because it is rad. Mm-hmm. I just think that the, the elements of Prometheus and specifically Covenant... Covenant is my favorite. Mm. Um add up to a greater whole than what the original trilogy offers me. Yeah. It definitely takes the time to build up the story and the characters rather than just like, let's kill this alien. And plus one of my, one of my biggest complaints that still stands and I understand limitations of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Is that in alien and even in aliens, you don't see the xenomorph very much until like the very end, but it's way better than alien three. We'll get to Alien 3. Don't even worry. <laughs> okay. We're going to save that for last because <laughs> okay. we're going to have a giant dookie on it. <laughs> yes. Um, but in Covenant specifically, they're all over the place and they are rad. Yeah. The freaking backbursting scene is Ooh, one of the that one's so gross. one of the craziest things I've ever seen on a movie. So yeah, that cool. one's just cool because it's just like 
all of a sudden everyone's infected and you're just seeing everyone explode and this girl's getting her head chopped off and that's pretty rad ugh. and like we we kind of think we know how the xenomorph works at this point mm-hmm. but then all of a the sudden there's all these spores and it's different and yeah 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 well and like i think both of the way that the protomorphs come out like the back bursting scene and then the other one just like out of the dude's mouth oh yeah that's pretty rad yeah it's yeah it's cool how they can just like switch up like the same kind of formula but just yeah. like i don't make it they make it so much grosser like they really do oh yeah and they're like they're like spiky well they've got so much more to work with yeah. like as far as technology goes so it makes yeah. sense like and then those little dudes are so rad they're just like just like zipping around and yeah. they're so fast and this is great like sonic <laughs> sonic the hedgehog no dude i i never got another sonic the hedgehog in the entire franchise and it disappoints me <laughs> alien 3 came close just i don't know hope for awakening let's hope so cross your fingers or maybe watch resurrection if you're really really wanting that I, I don't know. Maybe if I'm like feeling a lot of self self loathing one night, <laughs> like I'll sit down and watch Resurrection. Um, but yeah, like the I don't know the action, the violence in Prometheus and Covenant are so much cooler. Yeah. Um, aside from when they show the same shot of the head floating in the fountain like ninety five <laughs> times. <laughs> we get it She's like they just dead. kept coming back to it I, I just like by the fourth time i was like man they're just really proud of that shot like, <laughs> that one just, took a lot of work they just kept yeah. showing it i do prometheus and covenant had just some amazing shots specifically covenant. yeah like just when we first see the like city area with all the people like that's ingrained i can't even use words to describe how incredible that sequence is no joke like the first hour and a half of covenant is pretty much flawless it yeah. it falls off a little bit at the end just because of how derivative it gets yeah even to the point of like they throw an alien out of an airlock yeah you know what i mean yeah like so it fall like the end definitely falls off a little bit for me but the first hour and a half of that movie honestly is flawless it is and just like so beautiful because they show you and it's not even they don't even make you wait that long to see what happens but like you walk in and it's just all these charred people Mm -hmm. and then when you when the sequence shows david coming down and then the the virus just goes through everybody like it's just so freaking good (laughs) we're all just sitting here just picturing just seriously like that shot like that entire sequence of them showing up to the city is probably the best part of like the best sequence in the franchise. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but that, yeah, I mean, I could like those movies have made me like alien a lot more, which is, Mm -hmm. I don't know, kind of cheap because a lot of movies don't get that chance of like to have their universe fleshed out. And honestly, if it wasn't so highly recommended by, it was my brother-in-law that um, told us to watch all of these. I would not have watched any more past the first one. Yeah. Shout out to Berto. Um, I would not have watched more past the first one, but he was so insistent that I was like, okay, we'll do it. And like Prometheus and Covenant just uh, are incredible. Yeah. And also a good idea to finish off with Alien 3. He told us to watch Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Covenant, and then Alien 3. And I think if I had watched Alien 3, I probably just wouldn't have watched any more either. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yikes. Um, because it's been a while. It's it honestly has been a long time since I have watched a movie that I would just call bad. <laughs> just like a bad movie. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but Alien Three did it. Alien Alien Cubed. <laughs> Alien Cubed. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. I have a question. What's your question? Um, and this is just all like assuming things or whatever and maybe something like this will be answered in awakening um but we see like the androids in every single movie except prometheus but prometheus is well david's or, in no, prometheus. No, no, sorry um except for covenant with um the other what david. is his name <laughs> oh i just forgot and i, I, I loved up. him um like he's a genuinely good guy Walter. Okay. Walter. Okay. Loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, all of the other movies, the android is like so set on um, taking the alien and What's wanting the alien. Bishop. But I think yeah, that Bishop, Bishop is, is. I don't think he's as dope as we think he is. You suck. I love no, I love Bishop. him, but. Don't take Bishop from us. I think that it was Bishop that impregnated um ridley ridley with the monster somehow like i think i think something happened with him that's the only explanation in my mind as to an alien actually making it on their ship. how dare you slander the name of bishop he got ripped apart i love him i just yelled i'm sorry that's okay i like the passion but (laughs) like i just can't help but think that it's him because i don't know i just think that these androids have something in their technology that makes them need this because because of david i think that somehow he has like infiltrated the company maybe i don't know i kind of just feel like the beginning of the third one was just like oh there's an alien on there everyone's dead that's fair it's just kind of yeah. like a cheap you know we that's don't have to totally fair. like i don't like yeah. it no. anyway but that was just my thought is that like all the androids are set up to transfer the alien to other mm-hmm. populations mm-hmm. yeah all right. Well, we already have um, a podcast at length discussing Alien, mm-hmm. and a lot of my a lot of the things that I say about it do still stand. It is silly at some points. Mm-hmm. The Sonic the Hedgehog thing is still one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, and the Alien, like it, the Xenomorph Alien, doesn't make cool. sense yet in Alien if you haven't yeah. seen the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and honestly, it just comes down to I think when it was made. Like, yeah. my annoyances with it are mostly, I think, on me more than on the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I do feel bad for a lot of the things I said about it. Because <laughs> now, after watching all of these other movies, I love Alien. Especially after watching Aliens 3. Right. Because like, you can really appreciate it. Give me it. Alien <laughs> any day. <laughs> um, but, Sid... I think it's time for you to make your case. Why is Aliens the best one? Um, I think Aliens is the best one because 
you're still kind of in that claustrophobic feel of we're stuck in this tiny place um a million aliens are coming to kill us so i feel like it really capitalizes on like the feel of the first alien but um makes what that one failed at better and i don't know i think it's just because i do really like prometheus and covenant but i think this one it just like it feels like more true to home that's fair prometheus and covenant are very are stylistically very different yeah and one thing that james cameron did very successfully was carry over the vibe Mm -hmm. of the original alien it's impressive that they're directed by two different people honestly yeah and yeah i really like ripley's um like character arc and i like the new characters i think they really yeah they took what's good about the first alien and just enhanced it i totally agree with that and we got to see so much more of the xenomorphs and they look way better yeah they do. they're yeah. so cool and that we get to see like, there's oh, like a million of them crawling yeah and also cool. hicks is a good guy mm-hmm. and i love him hicks is cool and like the acid blood we actually again, comes into play i yeah. love that <laughs> and um the one bad guy what's his name oh that like locks her and the girl in the room yeah with the oh that dude's such a prick yeah what is his name i feel like oh that because one... he wanted to bring the xenomorph yeah he was the one in, he wanted in that movie that wanted to bring the i feel like back. aliens burke right burke. yeah yeah um it feels like more emotional and like you actually care when some of the characters die mm-hmm. instead of like the other one where you're just like i don't even know who that was you know mm-hmm. also bill paxton is like a total oh freaking douchebag is incredible oh my gosh <laughs> and like at the beginning i was groaning every time he opened his mouth <laughs> and at the end i was just like trying to high five him through the screen <laughs> <laughs> when they crash and he's just like, game over man this is it. <laughs> he has so many uh, good lines he's amazing in that like yeah. that's never a role that i would ever cast bill paxton in in a million years yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I only see him in Twister. I just imagine that every movie he made, he thought he was still on the set of Twister. <laughs> Even in Titanic? He's in Titanic? Yeah, he's the like the, the like, I don't know, the guy who's looking for the necklace. Man, the 90s were weird. They were weird. <laughs> we gave Bill Paxton a career. Can you believe that? What were we thinking? Here's the thing, he's infinitely more wealthy than I am, so good on you, Bill Paxton. I just can't Um, believe that we as a community did it. Did you not know that Bill Paxton is dead? Is he dead? (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the second time this has happened on the podcast. Who else was it? Oh, he died in 2017. (laughs) Well, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Here's the thing, very successful dude. He's still got acting credits. He had a movie come out this year. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, he was in The Circle. Is that the one with Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. That one that was supposed to be terrible. Did you see it, Sid? No, my brother didn't. He said it was awful. Yeah. Jeez. Bill Paxton (laughs) was in that. Dude, he was in Nightcrawler? Really? That's a great movie. (laughs) Who was he in Nightcrawler? I don't remember that movie well enough we need to rewatch that becca we do it's a really good movie 
I don't know. He was in it. He was a dude. Um, yeah, consistently acted up till the end. Good job, Bill Paxton. He was in the Limp Biscuit Eat You Alive video short. Cool. All right. Spy Kids 2. <gasps> oh, you're right. <gasps> good he was one. in Mighty Joe Young. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Titanic. Twister. Apollo. He's actually really good in Apollo 13. Mm. I'll be straight up about that. Uh, because everybody's really good in Apollo 13. That's just a great movie. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. I think, like, all the side characters are really good in Aliens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the only one that really manages to pull off the ensemble, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because every Alien movie has a huge cast of characters. Yeah. Aliens is the only one that I cared about more than like two. Yeah. Yeah, because it, I don't know, it feels like you spend a little more time with them before everyone starts getting murdered. I would say, with the exception of Covenant, I cared about most of the people in Uh Covenant. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Covenant was like more about the people than the, I don't know. Yeah, like like I cared about the captain and. Like, I think, um,. Like in the first Aliens, like the main character is Ripley. Uh-huh. And in um, Prometheus and Covenant, like, yeah, we have our main characters, but they also really flesh out the other characters mm-hmm. and you care more about them. Like Tennessee is actually pretty rad. Uh-huh. Um, even though I have such a hard time taking him seriously in, <laughs> in like real roles. Yeah. Uh, it's John C. Riley, right? No, it's... No. Um, it's... Shoot. What is his name? Who is it? I have all of it pulled up. Uh, oh, Danny McBride. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, John C. Riley is in Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah, he is. And um, I cannot take him seriously yeah, yeah, in that yeah, movie. Yeah. I just cannot. I just see Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Danny McBride <laughs> is another one that I have a really hard time taking seriously, but he does a good job. Yeah, he's pretty good. Good for him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> biggest cock tease ever. Freaking James Franco. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when I mentioned it last time, I was like, oh, it's the one with James Franco. I had seen Covenant like a few years ago. And for some reason, I always thought that he was the one who had like the backburster. Oh. And that would have been cool. Yeah. Because I don't know. That's just what I thought from the trailers. And so last week when I was like, oh, the one with James Franco. And you're like, well, he's hardly in it. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, he's hardly in it. <laughs> like he dies the First second scene. you see him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was him until she looked at the, the, the until she watched the video back. Yeah. yeah. There were apparently like deleted scenes that he was I in don't more. Care. But still like I've learned my lesson from Alien Three. Scenes are deleted for a reason. Yeah. Like he really <laughs> got paid all that much just to like lie there in a pod and just like Dude. burn up. Biggest biggest he's he's a scam artist. <laughs> but good for you, James Franco. I can't knock the hustle, man. <laughs> Now, Aliens, though, back to that, is actually really rad. It's really well done. It's uh, absolutely better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, adding in the little girl was a good touch. Let Ripley flex her motherly instincts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the characters are great. Yeah. Bishop's super cool. I love Bishop. Mm-hmm. The first time, the first memory I have of Aliens, my mom was watching it. And I, like, came in at the part when, like, Bishop is, like, 
ripped in half and he's <laughs> holding on to newt and he's just like trying so hard and i was just like He'd be so dead. And my mom, my mom's like, you know, he is a robot. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's like I thought this was supposed to be a human, just like his like spine is hanging out. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say one other thing, but I don't remember about aliens. Good job, James Cameron. You did a good job. You did great, bud. Now. I don't know. Alien 3. Time to crap on it. (laughs) Was nominated for a single Academy Award. I'd like you to guess what it is. What could it possibly be? Just, I just want you to guess. I want to guess. Soundtrack? Best special effects, but they're really that good no they're awful maybe sound design it was nominated for best visual effects oh man no which tells you where our standards were in 1992 <laughs> oh my gosh. because the alien in this movie looks like a pile of steaming trash yeah it and does sometimes it's green yeah sometimes it's green <laughs> oh also i feel like even like prometheus like Prometheus and Covenant kind of crap on Alien 3 because it's dependent on what species it goes into. But then all of a sudden we just get a xenomorph out of a bison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, reading the trivia for it and like there was a lot of turmoil behind the scenes and just rewrites all over the place. So, I mean, you can understand why it's that bad but also you can't forgive it for being that bad yeah you can't just pretend it's not that bad yeah and it's it's crazy because even as we were watching it i was telling becca i was like literally like from a filmmaking standpoint this is pretty good Mm -hmm. like apart from the visual effects that look like trash like man and the scenes where the alien was a man in a suit looked infinitely better than when it was freaking nintendo 64 graphics Yeah. yeah um but the acting is good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's well directed. Yeah. Um, I honestly... The soundtrack is good. Yeah. I didn't mind like the first half where it's like she gets there and she's like trying to figure out like the whole situation with all these prisoners. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool idea. But then like once Same. like the alien really started to come out, I was just not into it. I think it's, it's when the doctor died for me that it was just like, yeah. okay. Uh, my issues come down to this. Uh, uh, the screenplay is what sinks this movie mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. The tools were all there, but the screenplay is utter trash. Mm-hmm. And I think for a few reasons. One, I half agree with you that the first half I was in, mm-hmm. except for the fact that we don't see the alien until almost an hour into the movie. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did say that a few times so, while we were watching it. Like, where's the alien? If yeah. it wasn't an alien movie, then the first half is good. Yeah. But it is an alien movie, and I want an alien. Very true. Right? Two, the first act is way too long. Right? The first half of the movie is the first the act. The whole movie is very long. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also the most significant addition between the regular and the director's cut. It's almost a half hour longer. Mm. Okay. 
Um, so, and we did watch the director's cut. Did you know that actually David Fincher refused to make a director's cut? Oh, really? So someone else did it. They he, just added in all the like deleted scenes. He disowned this movie. Well, yeah, it's trash. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you think about it. He's, what, in the next five years making Fight Club in seven? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, this was really his fault. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very long. And definitely at the beginning when, like, she looks at the bodies or, like, and, like, they take so much time trying to figure out where the alien is Mm -hmm. that you're just like show me the stupid alien like and i mean like the scene where like it was like bursting out of the cow while they're throwing them into the furnace was good but it was just like i'm so sick of this just show me the alien yeah at that point i was already bored yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's the worst sin that a movie can commit is to bore me yeah Yeah. and i was bored Uh, my other big gripe is that the second act disowns the first act and the third act disowns the first two acts. The things that happen in act one have no bearing on what happens in act two. Mm-hmm. Like when they kill the doctor, all of a sudden he doesn't matter. His death doesn't matter. They just forget about him. And I'm like, Oh, so this dude that we just spent an hour and a half on just, yeah, no one cares. Yeah. And they like set up, all these prisoners to be like really dangerous men and they're really dangerous towards Ripley. And, but then like, as soon as the alien comes out, like, yeah, it makes sense that they'd all work together to kill it. But like, it'd be so much more interesting if there were two different threats coming at either side. Yeah. They didn't capitalize on the premise at all. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, these guys are horrible in the beginning. Oh, there's an alien. This guy's going to sacrifice himself for Ripley, even though he tried to rape her a half hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, Yeah. Yeah, and then in the third act, like, Dylan, is that his name? I don't know. I think the one guy that's like, oh, yeah, I'll kill you after we kill the alien. Refuses to let her sacrifice herself as bait for the alien, but he has to die. Yeah, like, what is, that's so stupid. And the alien is just like, molten lead, no big deal. Water? Ah! (laughs) And then it explodes. Explodes. Here's the thing. Alien 3 also has a very fundamental misunderstanding of the xenomorph, I feel like. Because, uh, for one, and I feel like the editor had to have just been, like, intoxicated the entire time for that initial sequence where it's, like, cutting between the action on the ship and the credits. Mm. Because that's a horrible, horrible, horrible sequence. It makes no sense. And they're, like, trying to set it up to be mysterious. But the whole thing revolves around he uses the acid to start a fire i guess the alien does i had no idea what was going maybe right and he at least he at the very least burns a hole into the girl's cryopod but nothing happened to her so my question is this is how come never before and never after the aliens weaponize their blood they don't have acid spit do they I think I they think do so. because he spit the xenomorph spit at that one guy and it got on his face and then he went into the fan. I don't remember that. You remember because and they when, don't have acid spit in any of the other movies. Or and I don't know if he was spit necessarily, but he shot something at the guy. I, I know who you're talking about. That's yeah. So I guess in this movie, because my question is like, did the alien stub like did the alien stub his toe? And 
then like bled all over the place and yeah. put holes in things. You know, maybe he was just an accident and he feels really bad for their entire ship crashing. Who knows? Could be. He's got a paper cut. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like, it's, and that's why the movie, that's part of why it's so frustrating is because it's well made and the acting is good. Mm-hmm. Even with the terrible script they're given. Yeah. It's hard to find somebody that really gives a weak performance. Um, this, the score is fine. Mm-hmm. Really, the doctor's performance I actually thought was really impressive. Yeah. I like I, I enjoyed his performance a lot. Ripley, I mean, Sigourney Weaver is always good as Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of power struggle between the doctor and the superintendent was cool. Like, there's a lot of cool potential there, but it just, it was so boring. Yeah. They just, like, took anything that could be interesting and just, like, immediately killed that character. Yeah. Like, they kill the superintendent. They kill, like, the one crazy guy who's, like, worshiping the alien yeah. i guess and it's just like they could, i don't know they could have done something so much more interesting than what we've gotten for every other movie and we started kind of pointing this out but like becca kept asking like why is this happening why is this happening why is this happening and the only answer i could ever come up with is so that the rest of the movie can be yeah like things were happening just for the sake of happening yeah. like it was so focus tested that they were like you know it'd be really cool they try and use all this flammable liquid but then somebody drops a flare and they're like okay we'll throw that in and it's like why did you even have the flare on you yeah you know what i mean yeah like why would you put it in your mouth and like yeah at least keep it in a backpack or something it's that big of a deal like yeah and then again like even at that scene we were just like okay people are dying like they need to thin the crowd somehow Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but like have the alien kill them it's an alien movie yeah like make the alien the threat not their own incompetence yeah but they couldn't put him in a suit and the visual effects weren't good enough so they had to do seriously a, as little of the alien but as possible. Is, the, the scenes with guy in a suit because there were scenes with guy in a suit in alien 3 I, it, it was a lot better fine yeah like i'm not expecting the 1992 alien to look as good as the one in alien covenant you know what i mean but for heaven's sake man like realize that your crap looks bad yeah it it's just not good it just looks so bad like honestly the only time that i can think that the alien looks good is like when ripley's pressed against the wall and it's like right up in her face but that that's most likely that 25 seconds is incredible yeah but that shot is most likely practical effects. Yeah, I would guess. So that's really the only thing that looks good. Yeah, that entire that, that like twenty five seconds where it's like up in her face. Yeah, and that is that was great. Incredible. Yeah. And I mean that still is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like probably the it's the most famous shot from that movie. I had seen that shot. Yeah. I don't know. What do you say about Alien Cubed? It sucks. It's just bad. Like, and it's not like, I mean, I feel like we've described it, right? It all comes down to the screenplay. Mm -hmm. And it's just so obviously overwritten that, like, it just ruined anything the movie could be. Yeah. There's just too much going on, but also not a lot. Nothing happens. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's... Yeah, really, my biggest complaint is just just so long. And, of course, like, I did watch the extended version. But it's just, like, towards the end, you're just so bored. And you just kill it already. Yeah, it's like, I mean, even at the same time, though, like, we watched the extended version as well. You could cut out any 30-minute segment of that movie, and it would still be boring. Yeah. 
let alone if you picked and choose like yeah. if you pick and choose the the worst parts mm-hmm. and then like the team coming at the end and having it be human bishop that made no sense that, that was, was dumb yeah I like mean, he was trying to prove that he was human and that would make her trust him for yeah. some reason i just got so far past caring that i was just like i don't care who these people are just show me how it dies yeah just show me how ripley dies yeah because she's gonna kill herself like if they want to have those guys have them come in the beginning or like actually set them up as a threat all of a sudden they're just there and who cares and it almost so random it's like oh they're gonna come in four days oh now 12 hours oh just kidding two hours Yeah. yeah like and i feel like i feel like now that i think about it like the part in in prometheus uh where she does the like self-abortion mm-hmm. of the alien baby yeah that almost feels like ridley scott kind of winking at alien 3 being <laughs> like because basically alien 3 they present it they say she's got an alien inside of her therefore she's going to die mm-hmm. right and it goes back to the hitchcock bomb under the table right so uh, which if you've never heard me explain this before audience uh hitchcock explains suspense as two men sitting at a table with a bomb under the table and you open the scene and it's just two guys talking right and then you pan the camera underneath and you show that there is a bomb under the table ticking and it's going to go off and instantly every word that they say becomes suspenseful um but only if either they don't know or only one of them knows about the bomb, mm-hmm. right? Because then we as the audience are in the know on something that one of the characters is not. Um, the Lessons from the Screenplay video about the first scene of Inglorious Bastards describes this really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but point being, they reveal to us the conversation, the table, the bomb, and both people all at once Yeah. in Alien 3. So there's no suspense and there's no other option, right? She's not like cut this out of me get it out of me she's just like i have to die yeah and so for the last hour and change of the movie we're just waiting to see how ripley dies which is fine it's fine to end with her dying but like there's no longer any suspense because we're just like oh we know the alien's not going to kill you because it already didn't kill you Mm -hmm. we know you're gonna have to kill yourself so how's that gonna happen yeah and the alien becomes less scary because like we don't care about all of these people because who cares we only care about ripley and now we don't have to worry about the alien killing her anymore. Yeah. Like. So, in summary, screenplay bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the other ones. But yeah, do watch the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? We covered all five. Hmm. No. Yeah. I'm... Just... Uh, and on a good note, though, the other ones are good. The other ones are so rad. <laughs> They're really good. So let's go ahead. We're going to have everybody. We're not going to do the Weston scale or anything, but we are going to have everybody rank the five alien movies that we watched from best to worst. I am prepared with my rankings. Um, are you guys ready or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. And then Sid, will you be second? Yeah. Okay. My ranking is as follows. Number one, Alien Covenant. Number two, Aliens. Number three, um, depending on if I answer now or in 15 seconds, it could either be Alien or Prometheus. I think those are on fairly similar levels. 
Um, and then number 825, <laughs> Alien Cubed. And in between there is every movie that has ever said the word alien. <laughs> what about like that one, like Mars Needs Moms? Is that above Alien Cubed? I've never heard of that, but it sounds incredible. <laughs> it's like one of the worst Disney movies. <laughs> there is no way this is real. A young boy named Milo gains a deeper appreciation for his mom after Martians come to Earth to take her away. So is like the Jimmy Neutron movie above Alien Cubed? The Jimmy Neutron movie is above Alien Covenant. Yeah, very true. The Jimmy Neutron movie is incredible. amazing. Let's watch that. Let's review that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right, Sid, you're up. Okay. Um, number one, Aliens. Number two, Covenant. Number three, Alien number four prometheus and i don't just don't even rank it <laughs> you know where it is you guys know where it is Ooh, you're the wild hard. you're the wild card here becca sid and i both revealed our hands earlier by saying which one was our favorite yeah well i kind of mentioned which one was my favorite but like then when i talk about the different movies like i don't know i just like them all for different reasons so number one is alien cubed <laughs> Except for that one. That one's definitely... <laughs> get that as far away from me as possible. Um, but the mood that I'm in right now, I think I'm going to go Aliens as my favorite. What? Wow. You're dissenting. You're sleeping on the couch. Hey, no, hey, I'm not. You can sleep <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> All right. But second is Covenant. And third is Prometheus. But that that order of three, for me, honestly, can change at any point. And then Alien. Yeah, and then Alien is fourth. Because even, like, at the beginning of the... Like, when we first started the podcast, I came in thinking Prometheus was... My, like, Prometheus, Aliens, Covenant. And then... I don't know. Just talking about them, I think I like Aliens the best. And I kept... Like, while we were talking about Prometheus, I kept forgetting what happened. So I think that tells me that it's not my favorite. That's fair. <laughs> so Aliens, Covenant, Prometheus, Alien is my ranking. And then we just forget about Alien Cubed. Yes. Erase it from your memory. Just seriously, don't waste your time. Mm-mm. Aliens has a happy ending. Uh-huh. Just end the series there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Everything's fine and dandy after then. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, that concludes our discussion of the Alien franchise. We are going to move on to other topics now. Uh, we're going to briefly go over the other movies that we've watched in the past week, as well as any other movie news that we feel is appropriate. If this is where you leave us, we understand. Uh, you can contact us if you want to. We'd love to hear from you at contact at wewatchpodcast.com. Uh, you can also slide into the DMs, Instagram at wewatchpodcast, Twitter at wewatchpodcast, ins- or facebook.com slash wewatchpodcast. Basically, we are everywhere under the name We Watch Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We love you. Uh, and now on to other topics. What have we got, guys? I watched The Shining. <sighs> Yay! How it, good is it? It was so good. Like, oh my gosh. I don't know. It just... It was very different than what I was expecting. Um, but oh my gosh. Like, the last half hour was so perfect and amazing. It's... 
Oh my god. It just gets better. It's a movie that yeah. like starts out really high mm-hmm. and then just gets better and better. Yeah. I mean, I am like a little disappointed that it hasn't really stuck with me this week. Um, but that could just be because I've been so focused on watching all these alien. Did you movies. watch all of them this week? Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um which was fun, but also like I didn't have any time to watch anything else or think about anything else. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so glad I got to watch it and it was just amazing. And I watched two Stanley Kubricks in two days and I was living for it. Was the other one Doctor Strange Love? Yeah. Okay. That's that's all I've watched. I love The Shining. I've only seen it once, but ever since we watched it, I've been wanting to watch it again. It'll 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 go on the list for this year. Don't worry. Oh, I know. I will make sure that all the ones <laughs> I want to watch will be on the list. Right. I'm just gonna slip the witch all on there. Five again. of them. No. Yep. I think that I deserve some veto power this this year, and I am vetoing The Witch. I am putting It Follows and It Comes at Night on there. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with The Witch. <laughs> Bleh. the witch is so good it's and so the lighthouse eerie. comes out this year oh my gosh, I forgot about that blessings blessings on blessings we watched uh videodrome from david cronenberg okay that we did it was fine it was fine um it didn't do what i wanted it to do but that's okay becca has a really bad habit of projecting her expectations onto movies I do it very subconsciously. I know. I don't even realize that I have such high expectations or such specific expectations for movies yeah. when we go watch them. But if they're not met, I don't like the movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Like, if my ex, I think that's why I hated Suspiria so much the first time we saw it. You just wanted it to be like a dance concert they filmed? I don't I don't even know. Like I don't even really have any expectations going into it because I don't think I'd even seen a trailer. All I had was what you told me about it. Which was it's a scary dance movie. It's fair. I have since learned to keep Becca as not in the dark as possible. Except about the length of a movie. No, I need to tell you that because if you don't know how long it is, then you hate it. Oh, as not, I thought you were saying as dark as possible. No, yes. I like, here's the thing. I like to go into movies. I like to know who made it, what's it called, and how long is it? If I know anything past that, it's too much. I need to know exactly what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to, I just need to send you to watch trailers before we go see anything. Yeah. <laughs> without me. I don't, it's all subconscious, but um, Videodrome which is what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like even having a hard time really. No, I remember it, but it's just, it's, it's weird. This was a movie that was sci-fi where I didn't want sci-fi. Mm. Yeah. Cause the whole point of it is like criticizing our fetishization of violence in media. Basically that like basically how destructive it is to our society to think that violence and death are awesome. Mm hmm. But have you seen John Wick? I have. I don't think David Cronenberg has. Mm, maybe he has. <laughs> At I don't least think... not when he made the. Well, yeah, because this came out in 1983. Yeah. Um. And I think it's a valid thing to do, um, which is why I really, really, really want to watch Funny Games because it's about the same thing. But without sci-fi. But without sci-fi. Yeah, and that was the like I wanted to see like an like real consequences, not made up sci-fi consequences too. Yeah the violence and well it's like david cronenberg was like i have this really cool idea to make because basically what the premise of it is is that the main character runs a sleazy 
cable channel. And he's always looking for the next big thing. And he comes across this thing called Videodrome, which is basically just like videos of people getting tortured and murdered. And so he wants to track it down and figure out where it's being made and everything. But then it turns out that Videodrome is an experience is an experiment by a corporation that uses specific signals from a TV to give you a brain tumor, which gives you hallucinations um, and all this weird crap. But then some of the hallucinations have real effects and like, yeah. it's weird. Like the, it's complicated what's real and what's not. Like as soon as he starts hallucinating, which is not very far into the movie, you, I had no idea. What you was lose real a grasp what on wasn't. what's real and what's not, and because of that, the consequences. It's hard to tell if the consequences are real or not. So it's kind of like when you're in a dream, and like you hit somebody with your car in your dream or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, my life is over. My life is over. And then you wake up, and you're like, oh no, I'm fine. But it was yeah. like you would like wake up every five or ten minutes in this movie and be like, oh no, we're fine. And you're like, oh, but are we you know what i mean uh-huh. so i liked what it was trying to do i just don't think it did it the right way yeah. still the practical effects awesome oh yeah they were really cool they do all of these things where like the tv starts to breathe that's cool which it's really just awesome imagining looking. what that could look like is awesome yeah with like think of like think like the 80s practical effects like uh-huh. the thing and all that kind of stuff where it's like all of it's like pretty clearly like stop motion clay basically yeah but it just looks awesome yeah so they do the like the tapes will breathe the tv breathes and they'll be all like veiny yeah the tv like gets it gets like skin color on it with veins on it and it's it's really cool okay but i i i agree with becca like i feel like the message is a little bit lost because of how ridiculous it gets like scanners it's it's the thing that made scanners right and scanners was awesome because it didn't feel like there were any stakes right yeah. It was just like, here is a sci-fi action movie about psychic people who go around murdering people. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to kill the guy who is psychically murdering people. And once you kill him, then you win. But like this one felt like it was both trying to communicate something serious while having all of these zany practical effects, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and the whole thing fell apart because they were trying to brainwash him into using videodrome on his cable so that everybody could become brainwashed mm-hmm. but all he wanted from the very beginning was to put was videodrome, to put videodrome, videodrome on, his on his station yeah yeah but so it like was like so it was like they came up with this really convoluted plan and then he walked right into it and was like yeah i want in and they're like but we have this plan uh-huh. <laughs> so oh, yeah but it's james woods and he's always fun to see in things who's that again hades oh okay I just want to watch Hercules. Right. <laughs> what a great movie. Uh, but then apart from that, we just watched a bunch of Westworld. Yeah. I just watched a bunch of Cold Case Files. So. Jeez. <laughs> oh, is that on Netflix? It's on Amazon. Oh, gross. And the Amazon app is so disgusting. I, I hate use, it. Well, I just use the Amazon on my computer. Uh, Sorry to offend you, sir. That's all right. Yeah. The app doesn't work with Chromecast. So, so we, we have to do like it, it on the Xbox. Oh my gosh, life is so hard. It really is. Uh, But we're going to cancel our Prime. I just use my mom's. Can I use your mom's? No. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's going to be like, where are these? Can you play guitar now? Why'd you? She'd be like, is this a snuff film you ordered? (laughs) No. As I order all of these random 80s sci fi criterions on your mom's Prime account. It's like, yes, I do, of course. (laughs) <laughs> man 
Um, again, your reminder, Midsummer comes out in 10 days. Also, Woo! it's Midsummer. Today is Midsummer. Today is the summer solstice. Go have your pagan rituals. Yeah. I saw this headline that A24 posted the other day that was like, Midsummer will do for pagan solstice rituals what Psycho did for showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is pretty great. Uh, yeah, 10 days. <laughs> 10 days. I can't wait. A week from Wednesday. Or a week from Tuesday is when we're going. Yes. I just bought tickets. Um... Once about a time in Hollywood comes out at the end of the month of July. Uh, the Lighthouse comes out this year. Irishman comes out this year. Child's Play is out now. I'm going to see Toy Story tomorrow. Blah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't I think... ever say anything bad about Toy Story. I won't. I just don't want it. I don't care about Toy Story 4. Then you don't get to see it. Okay, I just saved $10. High five. I don't know what to do right now. Becca. I like Toy Story. <laughs> I also like saving money. Woo! <laughs> I'm on both your sides. That's great. I think that'll do it for us though, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you. We thank you for listening uh, to our retrospective on the Alien franchise. Again, if you want to get in contact with us, contact at wewatchpodcast.com or hit us up on any of the social medias at wewatchpodcast.com. Uh, we appreciate you, we love you, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.